Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. We have a great show for you today. We get to... Uh... Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Uh, how many videos? I got two solid videos. Is that just what I got? Two? The one about Morning, Joe, and the third embarrassing defeat. Yep, got you two good interviews, not interviews, two good videos for you today. But we also have some other subjects to cover. So let's go ahead and get started. Welcome aboard, La Senorita Bridge MCP. Welcome aboard, my brother Paul Fleming from Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome aboard, Bridge, again from New York. Welcome aboard, Lee Grant from Montgomery County, Texas. Welcome aboard. Uh, Michael Rodman from Brooklyn, New York. Welcome aboard. Who else is here? Yvette Avery Herod, the one who posted first from Atlanta, Georgia. How are all my people doing? Welcome aboard. Where are all my peeps on YouTube? YouTube must not have sent the link out. The subject must have been too hot, maybe, for YouTube to go ahead and send out. Am I getting throttled? I think I'm getting throttled, but you know that happens every so often. Shiva Las Vegas is in the house. Welcome aboard, Shiva Las Vegas. She said, happy Friday weekend, everybody. Well, happy Friday. Well, folks, we start. Michael Ronnie says, Missouri Independent. Iowa Republican Mariette Miller-Meeks, who voted for Jordan on the first ballot but opposed him on the second ballot, said Wednesday in a written statement that she'd received credible debt threats and a barrage of threatening calls. One thing I cannot stomach or support is bully, Miller-Meeks said. She also voted against convincing, convicting the, uh, Trump during the second impeachment over January 6th. So maybe not so much. You have to understand Republicans. Their goal is is to punish outgroups. Suffering is the point. They never realize that the suffering will invariably affect them and theirs next. I love that you said that. Absolutely true. Bridge says, Jim Jordan drops bid for House Speaker. Republicans voted against keeping Jordan as their speaker designee by a margin of 86 to 112. That was in the secret ballot. That's why, they, that's why he actually lost, because the ballot was a secret ballot. Uh, Jordan then accepted the results. Yeah, can you believe the election denier finally had to accept the results, didn't he? All right, let's see. Lee Grant says, hey, y'all. Lee Grant, how you doing, my brother, my big brother? Talk to see you. Great seeing you. Bree says, two Americans taken hostage by Hamas during the attack on Israel are freed. Judith Ranan, 59, and Natalie Ranan, uh, 17, a mother and daughter from Illinois have been visiting family in Israel when they were abducted by Hamas on October 7th, according to news interviews given by family members. Great to see them out. Uh, Paul Fleming says a judge in Alex Jones' bankruptcy case ruled on Thursday that he will not be allowed to use his Chapter 11 filing to evade paying more than $1 billion in verdicts to families of the Sandy Hook shooting. Love to hear that. Shiva Las Vegas says, hello, everybody. And ABQ says, throttle. Audio video is good. Throttled mean that they, they are not. Whenever whenever you start up a, a, a thing on Facebook or YouTube or whatever, uh, they start to throw your uh, your links inside of people's feeds. And when you see that, you know, we already don't get into a lot of feeds because of, you know, what happens. We have, a, you know, we have over, we have about 30,000 people uh, following us on YouTube, but they, they don't get the stuff in the feed, right? They don't get the notifications. And even though they have it turned on, but they don't get it. So when you have these interesting subjects, a lot of times they throttle you down to prevent you from getting larger coverage. But you can help that by starting to give me those thumbs up. So if you start giving me those thumbs up and those likes, the algorithm starts to, even though it's, 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 it has a piece pulling it back, you are pushing it up front because it starts to say for the people who like it, it'll send it to people in your, uh, that, that are following you or that you're following it. So that I both on YouTube and, and otherwise. So folks, give me those thumbs up. I only have four. I need all those thumbs up on YouTube. I need the likes on Facebook. 
that'll help the algorithm immensely. So let's go ahead and get those thumbs up. I still see it at four. Who's going to go ahead and say, we'll give it better to that thumbs up. Give me that thumbs up on YouTube. All right. Continuing. Paul Fleming says, lawyer Kenneth Chisbro pleaded guilty to a felony on Friday, just as jury selection was getting underway in his trial. Charges accusing him of, oh, I didn't know that. Did that make it over the news? I didn't see that one. Charges accusing him of participating in efforts to overturn Trump's law section. He's the third co-defendant to take a deal. Wow. I heard about uh, uh, Cinder Powell, but I didn't hear about Chesbro. I thought he was going, that the, the, they were meeting and picking a jury. I guess I stand corrected. Eric Hay says, here is Ukraine idea that correlates to your lingo. How about Europe pay their fair share? Kind of like how progressives say rich pay their fair share. Europe is paying their fair share, brother. Europe has a lot less people and Europe provided them airplanes. Europe provided them a lot of stuff that we weren't providing them while we were here fighting. So come on. Again, they're doing their part as well. Eric Hayes says electric car maker Tesla share price fell 9% Thursday morning after the company released a poor third quarter report and CEO Elon, Elon Musk expressed pessimism about the global economy, a development that cut Musk's net worth by about $24 billion. Who cares about Musk? Who cares about Musk? All right. But he says third, I thought second, or you counting Michigan? Uh, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Uh, you may have to help me there, Breach, because I missed something there. All right. Shiva Likes Vega says, give a thumbs up. Let's go, folks. Give more thumbs up on YouTube. Breach MCP says, eight watching, five thumbs. Not good. And eight watching is terrible. Come on, folks. Let's go ahead and share this stuff so more people will be able to see us. Go ahead and I get the link uh, from the YouTube link. Throw it up on your Twitter. Pass it along. Shiva Las Vegas says, Tesla is an overrated, ugly car. A lot of good-looking electric cars, I think, will be coming out, especially from Ford and GM. Good car makers, good engineers. They have great engineers, actually. They just don't get the wherewithal from the, from the capitalists to go out there and, and turn the cars that they've designed into actual products that are out there. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. I, I have some stuff that I'm going to talk about, uh, terrorism, etc., a bit later. But what I want to do is go ahead and start. Uh, the program with uh, let, before we go into Israel, let's go to uh, Jim John Jordan because Jim Jordan got the embarrassment of his life. So let's go ahead and do that now because I love, first of all, how uh, our side went ahead and introduced uh, Jeffries and then we went ahead and defined who Jim Jordan really is. So let's go ahead and do that now and you'll see it at the other side right this minute. Kathleen Clark came out to nominate Hakeem Jeffries for Speaker of the House. This is his third nomination in this round to go up against Jim Jordan, of course. And she came out with, uh, yes, of course, an endorsement of Hakeem. But look at how she defined Jim Jordan. And I can tell you what. Anybody who decided afterwards to vote for Jim Jordan on the Republican side, they have to go face their voters. But listen to what she had to say. Luckily, they voted him down once again. But I thought this was marvelous. And this is a speech that probably should be used for anybody who decide to go up against uh, Jim Jordan. And, uh, you know, they, they elect a new uh, representative in every district every two years. They should use some of what she had to say in his district. I bet somebody can beat this guy and beat this guy resoundedly. Check this out. To 12. It's a New York area code. And it's our call for a speaker of integrity, intelligence, and inclusion. 212 is our call for a speaker who will protect our children, our veterans, our planet. 212 is our call for a speaker who will grow the middle class, lower costs, create good paying jobs, and make health care affordable. 212 is our call for a speaker who will secure liberty, justice, and opportunity for everyone. 
Well, the unanimous call of 212 House Democrats has been answered by our nominee for speaker, the gentleman from Brooklyn, the leader of our House Democratic Caucus, the Honorable Hakeem Jeffries. Majority's nominee is disconnected, disconnected from the American people and their values. MAGA extremism is designed to divide, and it has broken the Republican Party. Their nominee's vision is a direct attack on the freedom and the rights of the American people, and he's got the record to prove it. The Republican nominee has voted against health care for children, for veterans, even for 9-11 survivors. He has opposed lowering the cost of insulin repeatedly. He wants to cut Social Security and Medicare. Don't take it from me. It was raised on the other side of the aisle just this week as a selling point to make him speaker. Over his 16 years in the House, the Republican nominee has never supported a farm bill. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means he has turned his back on farmers, on rural communities, and the 11 million children who go to bed hungry in this country. The Republican nominee wants a national abortion ban with no exceptions for rape, incest, or the health of a mother. We want to make our own health care decisions in consultation with our families, our doctors, our faith. Not with Jim Jordan. The Republican nominee plotted to overturn the 2020 election, traffics in misinformation, and is a true threat to our democracy and our Constitution. I have had the privilege of working here in the People's House for almost 10 years. And I've gotten to know many of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle. And I know that you hear the same thing that I do. The American people expect us to work together on their behalf. It is not too late for the majority to choose a bipartisan path forward to reopen the House. Take yes for an answer. Every day. Every day, the majority chooses to engage in a Republican civil war that is threatening their own members instead of engaging with us in the work of the American people is a day that weakens this institution and the standing of our country. Once again, again, Hakeem Jeffries got his 212 votes. And uh, uh, Jim Jordan lost even more votes. This time, 25 Republicans voted against Jim Jordan. And what did he end up doing at the end of the day? He had to quit. And how and why did he quit? He claimed he was going to go on and on and on and on. Why did he quit? There was a secret ballot held where all the Republicans uh, came together. 112 in a secret ballot. 112 says, stop running jim jordan stop running we don't want you 89 still voted for him and you know a lot of those in 89 were simply scared that their secret ballot would not be all that secret so again so again jim jordan decided he had to walk but get ready for the vengeance that's coming because we know jim jordan is a uh, a bully he's not only an insurrectionist he's not only a cool plotter 
He's also a bully and he'll try to bully all those that went out against him. But who does want a creeper to be the house speak, the speaker of the house? I don't think anybody would. Good job. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us, please join. Absolutely so, folks. Absolutely so, folks. Anyway, 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 anyway. So as you can see, Jim Jordan had to leave. He had to leave because even his own kicked him out. Before I continue with the next pro uh, subject, let me go ahead and pick up on my, uh, on my, para ver, para ver, my chat here. Uh, Bridge MCP says President President Biden announced today that the United States is providing $100 million in humanitarian assistance to the Palestinian people in Gaza and the West Bank. This funding will help support over a million displaced and conflicted, affected people with clean water, food, hygiene, support, medical care, and other essential needs. The United States provides humanitarian assistance through trusted partners, including the UN agencies and international NGOs. Uh, Maywood is in the house. Welcome, Maywood. E2247 is here as well. Paul Fleming says, ProPublica interviewed more than 100 undocumented dairy workers. They said they are isolated, stuck on farms where they work and often live. They struggle to get their kids school. Uh, to immigration hearings, they delay medical care. You can call Uber because there isn't. You can't call Uber because there isn't any. You can't take the bus because there aren't any. The closest barber shop is 15 miles away. The closest grocery store is 25 miles away. Shame, huh? That's how we treat those who take care of us. Uh, e two two four seven says Hamas has returned two hostages, but he's reported that earlier. Uh, um, Ranjit says two twelve is a Manhattan area code. Interesting, they'd mentioned that. Daniela Doe says, we're still not talking about the coming global war and political realignment. Actually, you know, there's some truth to. Um, you're going to let me talk about this, uh, Michael Le uh, Ledo, because. Uh, Daniela Doe, I mean, Daniela Doe, because I'm concerned for real. I think, I don't know who watched Biden's speech yesterday. I didn't like Biden's speech. You know, I think. This is where this is where Biden actually is living in the past and having believe or, or believing that the, the arrangement of the world remains the same. That could not be further from the truth. Right. It's not could not be further from the truth. And it, it's concerning. And the reason it is concerning is sort of what Daniel Ledo has to say there. But it's not in the way that Daniel Ledo would imply it. Let's give an example here. Uh, the president went ahead and hug on, hug on uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. But Netanyahu is not a good guy, neither in Israel or outside of Israel. He's a tyrant. He's a tyrant that exists because of the same reason Donald Trump exists. You put enough people in fear. And they will elect that tyrant that they think can protect them. And that is who Benjamin Netanyahu was. But now that Hamas has come over to Israel and murdered, assassinated, killed 1,400 people, what that means is that Netanyahu has now proven to the Israeli people that they're not safe under him. And what he wants to do is create a humongous conflict now. Right. And that conflict means the potential, the possibility of of invading Israel. Now, the president ran over to Israel. Let me tell you what I understood what the president did. The president wanted to forestall the ground attack and an overreaction by Israel. So he wanted to tell Israel, I've got your back. I've got your back. I've got your back. You can take it easy. You don't have to go all full cocked right now. But in the process of doing that, 
His wordiology, in my humble opinion, was horrendous. Because what he should have done is presented himself to the Israeli people. Yes, he has to do it via Netanyahu to let them know that they have the backing. Because having the backing of the United States give them the, the good feeling that they can rid themselves of Netanyahu, who they think right now, and as much as he's a tyrant, he's sufficiently strong to fight back against those who they consider terrorists against them. But what they, what they fail to realize is the rest of the world has grown up. The rest of the world has, has seen what Netanyahu and the right wing has done in Israel. They've seen it. They've seen the settlements that completely dot all the areas that are supposed to be Palestinians, the occupied territory. They've seen that. They've seen Palestinians kicked out of their homes. They've seen that. They've seen the army commandeer homes legally by legal Israeli law. They've seen it. They have seen all these things that the right-wing government in Israel has done. They have seen the bombing that they've done indiscriminately in the prison called Gaza, the open-air prison called Gaza. The rest of the world have seen all of that. So when you see, it, when the rest of the world sees that, uh, wait a minute, we have uh, for every dead Israeli, whether by terrorists or or, or, or war or whatever, there are 10 to 27 times more Israel, uh, Palestinians, they start to realize that reality doesn't match the American narrative, the Israeli narrative. So if you go on to TikTok or you go on to YouTube, where you have, where it's the only place you can get history, unfettered history, not going through the fear that many on mainstream media has. See what they've done to Ayman Mohyaldin, Ali Velchi, and uh, Mehdi Hassan. They have, they, they've kind of given, not given them the, the, the opportunity to really go out and tell the story as it is right now. And this goes throughout the entire media, uh, not Western media, but American media and some Western media. It's not the same world. So they understand it. So when we hold on and hug Netanyahu instead of hugging the Israeli people and the Palestinian people, what happens then is it seems like we are taking the side of the tyrannical Netanyahu. And all the hate that goes on to the tyrannical Netanyahu goes on to the American people and to the American president that has hugged Netanyahu. And with that, come on to us all. So all of our lives are in danger now. Wherever we fly, whether you go to Santo Domingo, whether you go to Jamaica, whether you go to Panama, whether you go to Iraq, whether you go to Europe, we should always now fear because we are to pay the price of hugging that person that has caused a lot of pain elsewhere. And what can that cause? The eruption in the Middle East. And when we start talking about the involvement of Turkey to protect its, its, its interests in, with Palestinian, when it comes to Lebanon, Turkey, and all these, these Arab countries, their governments may not want to be involved. They don't care about the Palestinians. They are just capitalists like, well, they are, uh, they are more, more rough capitalists than we are. Okay? But they don't care about Palestinians. The, the, the government of Egypt, the government of Saudi Arabia, the government of Yemen, the government of, uh, of uh, the United Emirates, none of them give a hoot about the Palestinians. Right? I'm talking about the governments now. But the people are kin. The people share, uh, share camaraderie. So these governments have to be looking down at their people and seeing what the reactions are. And we, as Americans, via President Biden, 
has given them ample, ample reason to show that we are locked and step with Netanyahu. And that's a bad thing. And that could erupt the entire Middle East. And in erupting the Middle East, that can bring in all the other powers. And then when Israel overreacts, because it's a very small place, and if you have Lebanon coming from one side, you have, uh, you have Egypt coming from the other side. I'm talking militants in Egypt. We could get a very nasty scenario. There are no innocents here. Anyhow, let me continue. Uh, so, I, 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 so Daniel Edo, uh, a, a, a clock is right twice a day. Even a dead clock is. Okay. Alistair Waters said, did you hear that Mike Cisak? I don't know what we're talking about, Alistair. Or Michael says, so what's the Republican next move? Allow Patrick Henry. Nope, they're not going to allow Patrick Henry, I don't think. Uh, a Patrick Henry, the House Speaker, into a permanent position. Allow Hakeem Jeffries, the Speaker position. Nope. Go with their preferred obstructionist position. I mean, most Democratic positions have supermajority polling support. So that would work if the GOP had no one better. Do they have anyone that can unify? No. Mike Cisek says, there goes the fascist statements by the left again. Bridge MCP says, they went home for weekend, Michael, and we'll start over on Monday. Paul Fleming says, does Sidney Powell want to run the risk of sentence of 5 to 12 in Georgia prison? Nope. Or might she decide it's time for her and the loses? Alistair Waters is on the air. Come on in, my dear Alistair. Talk to me. Hey, brother. Okay. What I was referring to, to... Mr. Mike Cisak was there was uh, during the speech on the House floor, the lady that was doing the addressing. I didn't get to listen to all of it. Yes, Stephanie Clark. Yeah. Who voted who voted against uh, farmers and being able to uh, run their crops and things like that and people starving because of it? It was Jim Jordan. Yes, it was. It was the right. And the majority of those that vote against small business and not the corporate farms, because those are always covered under their tax breaks and other BS like that, that annihilates the small farm. Yes, ma'am. I'm a girl from Southwest Lower Michigan, where we're surrounded by Amish and farms. Yes. In my in my old hometown. So I know some things. Did I ever work on a farm? No, but I had a ton of family that had farms that no longer have those farms. Right. So for for Mr. Cisak, I just hope that he heard that and saw that. And it was the Democrats that tried to keep them going because they know. I just wanted to point that out. And you know what? First of all, uh, I, I am so happy, Alistair Waters, that you called in to make that comment because it is so important. Most of the policies that are out there supporting that are out there supporting right wingers and everybody else. These are policies that are rendered by Democrats. Right. And, uh, you know, Republicans go and they cut the ribbons when they're building the the uh, the distillery or they cut the ribbons when they're doing all these other things. But the reality is most of these policies that support the poor, that support the farmers, that support the middle class, we can actually show where these are democratic policies. So you're right. Correct. You're absolutely right. Thank, Thank you. you for Thank you, Alistair. You have a good rest of your weekend, my dear. Y'all too. Everybody stay safe and blessed. Absolutely. Anyway, folks, uh, that was Alistair Waters. Let's see what else we got here. Michael says, Paul thinks that, heads up, New York, Kenneth Chesbro, a lawyer, criminally charged in the Georgia for the role in what prosecutors described as a conspiracy to overturn the 2020 election in favor of Donald Trump, accepted a plea deal on Friday, becoming the third of 19 co-defendants to plead guilty in the wide range of criminal uh, criminal uh, racketeering indictment. Uh, let's see, Mr. Trump. The plea, Mr. Uh, Chesbro 62, came a day after Sidney K. Powell, another Trump aligned uh, charge. What did he did he cop for a, a a misdemeanor or a felony? 
uh, accept the plea deal becoming. Uh, it, let me know if it's a misdemeanor or a felony. Paul Fleming says the IRS col- has collected 160 million in back taxes this year by cracking down on millionaires who haven't paid what they owe. The agency said Friday only 160 million. I would hope it would be 160 billion because they, they. I think it's like 600 billion a year that they don't pay. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous number. Mike Cisak says, "Bridge MCP, if you knew the truth and facts, you would wouldn't be a leftist." Oh, poor Mike Cisak. Mike Cisak is still. I love you, Mike, but you're. Alistair Water says, Jordan is a tyrant. Yes, he is in training. But Yvette Avery Harris said, "Great speech number." 212. Exactly, Yvette. Bridge MCP says both of the lawyers who plead guilty must not engage with any other defendant and have to turn over everything they have. Uh oh. Lee Grant says we really should be talking about how we may uh, be heading into World War III with Biden at the helm. Actually, with any American president at the helm, uh, with them trying to be waste t- hugging uh, Netanyahu, I am sorry, but. What can I say, uh, Lee Grant? I'm not going to argue about your statement at all because I am concerned, just as you are, that we're going into a place we don't want to be. So I I, I see that. Uh, Paul, Fle- uh, let's see. Replying to Paul Fleming, Microsoft says million. The fifth the rich tax treats over oh trillions. Exactly right. Uh, Mike Cisak says Lee Grant. They don't want to because it would highlight the money laundering they are doing with the military complex. To, oh boy, I feel for you, really, Mike Cisak. I really, really, I would love to sit down and I'd love to bring you to my home here in Texas and sit down and have coffee on the porch and just talk and talk and talk. Michael Rodriguez is a note to Paul's article, Voice of American News. The Biden administration says wealthy Americans withhold more than 600 billion. That's what I thought it was in unpaid from the treasury every year. And it's proposed a detailed plan to bulk up the internal revenue service and force an arm in an effort to increase tax compliance among high net worth individuals. Today, total unpaid taxes will rise to about 7 trillion over the course of the next decade if left under address, unaddressed roughly equal to 15% of taxes owed. A report issued by the Treasury Department on Thursday said, these unpaid taxes come at a cost to the American household and compliant tax maker as policymakers choose rising deficits, lower spending, unnecessary priorities. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Paul Fleming, the hug was for votes at home. I know, and that's shameful. Uh, Rod, Ron Backman says, Democrats, BS. No, actually, Everything that I say here can be uh, corroborated, my dear friend. Please fact check me as you will. Daniel Ladeau said, oh, seems like the fear uh, Netanyahu used to get elected was completely justified. Uh, No, I don't think so. I think Netanyahu created the issue with Hamas. If you take a look, Netanyahu was funneling money to Hamas because he didn't want a two-state solution and having a moderate government like the 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 uh P, not the PLO the uh, Palestinian Authority uh that would make it uh, make the two-state solution more viable. So no, please 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 read read and also do what again read. Mike C. says British MCP the Sydney Paul deal shows that Fanny and the prosecutors didn't have a case and offered practically no charges to plead guilty. Are you telling me that six six misdemeanors, six thousand dollar fine, you're gonna speak up against the people you're in 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 the conspiracy with, and that is saying they had nothing on her? Mike Cisak, how do you how do you not look in the mirror and laugh at yourself? She got convicted, she pleaded guilty. And we always knew she was a lesser player. They want the big fat cat, so they are using somebody that was right next to the president. Come on, CSAC. You know better. Paul Fleming says it'll be nice if the Democratic uh, congressional leadership across the board loudly condemned this and made a public statement in solidarity with the targeted Muslim colleagues who are now again facing death threats. But I'm not holding my breath. You shouldn't hold your breath because Omar and Ilan Omar and Rashida Talib will continue to be uh, you know, terrorized. They'll continue to be terrorized. Uh, Michael Rodney says, Daniel Ledo, Israelis steal land, treat Palestinians as subhuman, create the fear you're referring to, then wonder what happened when people are crushed. I mean, if some other group treated you and yours like that, what would you do? You know, it's interesting because 
uh, people try to, you know, and this is what I try to tell people. I tell this people on, on, on KPFT all of the time. You first dehumanize a particular group that you can put in an identifiable block. If you dehumanize that person or th- that group, you can do anything to them and the rest of society would look the other way because you have taken away their humanity. And that's what many have done to the Palestinians. They have removed these people's humanity on the outside. So when Israel, through not just recently, but when Israel continued to bomb them, when they kept them in bondage in Gaza, when they did all these things, when Israel did all these things to the Palestinians, they're subhuman, man. You hear what the they other guys call them? Animals? So if you have the rest of the world or a portion of the rest of the world thinking that way, you can get away with doing anything. You can even get a hug from Dr. Biden. You can even get a hug from President Biden. You dehumanize. It's the same thing that gets done to black people here. We dehumanize. We make black men look like somebody you should fear. We make white people scared of black men. We make white people scared of people of color. And what that does is you then have control of those people's minds. The ironic thing about it is our history for if we were critically thinking people. Again, I repeat, if we were critically thinking people, white people, my brothers and my my white brothers and my sisters would never fear black people. After all, black people were in bondage in this country. The Indians were annihilated. Who are the people that should be showing fear? Palestinians are the ones that are dying in in raves. Black folks are the ones that were shot down, enslaved, and etc. Latinos are the ones shot down, enslaved. Why is it that these are the people that people fear? These people should fear be the one fearing others. You know, so uh, it, it is amazing. It is simply amazing how we have allowed others to create a narrative to make you think, to, to, to make you lose your ability to think critically. And we have ample examples right here in our room that shows the lack of critical thinking and what happens when you when you go ahead and allow yourself that ability to not critically think, to not critically think. All right. Continuing. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Uh, I scroll down from some of those here. Uh, let's see. I'm scrolling down to Mike Cisak, the Hill. The Supreme Court previously ruled that a gag order is constitutional if it can protect the right to a free, a fair trial is as least restrictive as possible and will be effective. Yale Law School explains. Bridge MCP says can't give medicine to the dead. So don't argue with the right. Actually, uh, remember, well, I'll talk about that afterwards. Uh, what else we got here? Bridge MCP says Michael Rudden to Mike. Oh, yeah, I read that already. Uh, Bridge MCP says uh, that we read that already with Charles Rowe. Oh, okay. Uh, lawyer Kenneth Charles Rowe pleads guilty over efforts to overturn the Trump's 2020 laws. I read that part. 17 others with violating racketeering. Cheese bro, he was sentenced to five years probation. Oh, okay. Uh, he entered her own guilty plea, six demeanors. In Chesbro's case, he was sentenced to five years probation and 100 years of community service and was ordered to pay 5000 write an apology letter, residence, and testify truthfully at any future trial. But I didn't see, uh, uh, let's see, with, with prosecutors agreeing to dismiss the other charges. Okay. He pleaded guilty to one felony charge of conspiracy to commit in, in a last-minute deal with the pro- Oh, so he did get a felony. That's good. He got a felony. All right. Continuing. Paul Fleming says, Republicans blaming Democrats for not being able to clean up air. On <laughs> It's like blaming. Uh, t- I got you, Tina. I got you. All right. Let's see. Dan Lado, that's not for me. Bart was on fire. Don't know who Bart is. Let's see. 
continuing. Continue. Israel promised Red Crescent open access to injured Palestinians. The Red Crescent entered Gaza. The Israeli bombed Red Crescent, killing the doctors, nurses, techs, and also injuring died. Oh, that's it's it's so common now, right? All right. I got, uh, let's see, I got some another video to show you. But before I show you the video, which has to do with Israel. No, let me go ahead and show that video. And then we'll take it on the other side. Our entire mainstream media in general are cheerleaders for the government of Israel, the Netanyahu government inclusive. Something that is undeserving especially given the actions of this right-wing government, a government who tries to take over the Supreme Court undemocratically, a government who uh, bombs uh, Palestinians even before this, uh, this terrorist attack on Israel in an indiscriminate, indiscriminate manner that have killed thousands of uh, Palestinians. And again, um, America... Uh, still gives the government a pass. And they, they do so for the fear that going up against a government that is doing wrong is somehow going to uh, make the United States seem uh, or, 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 or fall for the anti-Semitic trope, which is really something one need not be concerned about. Because again, I, we are a strong supporter of the Jewish state. I mean, uh, I have some issues and I, I, I learned recently from a friend that uh, most states, in fact, have a preferred religion. So I learned to accept that a Jewish state can be a Jewish state without being an apartheid state. I learned that a Jewish state could be a Jewish state without being undemocratic. There, there, are, there are rules within uh, the, a constitution that can defend against that. Uh, you know, I, I, I should have known that, but I can't. I, I learned that after speaking in, in le- at length with one of my great um, Jewish friends. And uh, but the Netanyahu government is a disaster. All the issues that's afflicting right now in Israel can be based specifically on the right wing in Israel from building settlements that uh, create angst among the people because, again, they're taking people's lands to many other issues. They have created an environment of evil. They have created an environment where warring factions can come out. They grow. They have allowed the growth of terrorism. And again, we can look at the numbers of dead people, even in this last event. The horrendous 13 or 1400 dead Israelis, and that so far turned into over 4,000 dead Palestinians. Now, that said, this morning I'm watching Morning Joe, and they asked a reporter, I think she's from the New Yorker, if I remember correctly, uh, what was, uh, you know, why is it that Western Europe, many folks on the left, and uh, many other countries, universities. What is their problem? Why is it that they're not just coming and giving Israel, the Israeli government, a wholehearted support? Why not? And I want you to listen to what the New Yorker reporter had to say. And then I want you to listen to how quickly uh, Morning Joe moved it along. Moved it along. They didn't ask her any follow-up questions. Just moved it along. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Susan, I'm really curious about your take on what. Where are the voices from Europe vis-a-vis Israel? Um, you know, it's been a deafening silence. We really haven't heard anyone. We haven't heard Japan speak out. We haven't heard South Korea speak out. We haven't heard any of the European countries express strong support for Israel. What's going on politically in these countries that have silenced some of our best friends and allies across the globe? You know, this is a really interesting question, Senator. Uh, You know, 
First of all, there was a visit by the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz to, to Israel just the day before President Biden. And uh, it caught my eye because it was such a remarkable moment. His airplane uh, came onto the tarmac at uh, Ben Gurion Airport at the exact moment there was an air raid uh, going off, uh, missiles being fired toward, uh, toward Tel Aviv, I believe. And his, he was evacuated from the plane. Uh, his delegation was shown lying flat on the ground uh, at the airport in Israel. So, you know, there have been some signs of support uh, and there have been some other visits by leaders to Israel, not just President Biden. But I think your observation is is broadly speaking correct, because this crisis doesn't come out of nowhere. It comes after years of, I would say, increasing kind of polarization around the subject of Israel, especially, but not exclusively in Europe. Uh, we look at, uh, this is true on American campuses as well, among the American left, a real concern that Israel's hard right policies toward the Palestinians had alienated uh, uh, many supporters of Israel. And that's the political situation that Israel is facing right now, a sense that years and years of not listening to many of its friends when it came to pursuing uh, really divisive policies towards the question of the Palestinians, that Netanyahu didn't want to listen. Uh, that he chose to pursue a policy of pretending that it was under control, not listening to those who risked that Israel was at risk of becoming an apartheid state. And I think that's one of the reasons that those who are friendly voices uh, are not speaking up as loudly on behalf of Israel as, as many in the United States, Democrats and Republicans would want them to. The New Yorker, Susan Glasser, thank you very much for your insights this morning. And coming up on Morning Joe. Was that a figment of my imagination or was that obvious that we don't want to talk about it anymore? Once apartheid was used, associated with the Israeli state, once those two were put into place, they wanted to move on. Because if you ask the question, what defines apartheid and what defines terrorism? Some of the answers based on what Netanyahu has done and is doing would become very difficult to answer. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. No doubt about it. Anyway, I have the other subject that we need to tackle real quickly is uh, the shameful, shameful price gouging by Pfizer. Remember, most drugs that are created on the market, it's genesis. The beginning of said drug was with us. Don't ever forget that. Our university, the institutions funded by our government, our, pay, our taxes that we all pay. Remember, we are the government. We pay taxes and they develop drugs. Right now, look at Pax Love It. It cost them $13 to produce. $13 to produce if the, the five day supply of that drug. And now Pfizer is going to be charging $1,390. The consumer watchdog public citizen on Thursday excoriated Pfizer after the pharmaceutical giant announced it would more than double the price of a life-saving COVID-19 treatment, which will soon sell for an estimated 100 times the cost of production. Pfizer said Wednesday that it will price its patented COVID treatment, a neurovitivore, also Ritonavore, sold under the brand name Paxlovid at $1,390 for a five-day course. Researchers Melissa J. Barber and Sintars Gotham recently estimated its cost Pfizer $13 to produce five days worth of the drug, which is taken in three pill doses. Pfizer's new price is an estimated 100 times the cost of production. Peter uh, Mayabardak, director of Public Citizens Access to Medicine program, said in a statement, it's also more than two and a half times the federal government's purchase price for the Paxlovid. The government has bought and distributed the antiviral drug to the public free of charge since December 2021, and the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's approved the treatment starting next year. Pfizer will sell Paxlovid directly to health insurance companies. 
Pfizer has made tens of billions in Paxlovic sales, largely through major government purchases. Pfizer could choose now to support the fighting against COVID and ease treatment access by lowering its already inflated prices. Instead, Pfizer chose to double its U.S. price just as pandemic funding falters and the precarious winter viral season begins. This will strain health budgets and contribute to further treatment rationing. Shame. Pfizer treats Faslovic like Prada handbag, a luxury for the few rather than a treatment for the many, says Bardaric added for shame. Medical professionals and patient advocates <clears throat> had voiced concerns that increasing the price of Paxlovid would leave at-risk people without access to life-saving drug, which has proven to reduce the risk of death or severe illness from COVID-19 for patients with weakened immune systems and or ailments like diabetes and heart conditions. It is shameful. It is shameful. It is shameful. Pfizer reported profits of $31.4 billion in 2022, a 43% increase over the previous year. Pfizer CEO Borla took home $33 million in compensation last year, a 36% increase. What did that person do to make that money? What did that person do to make that money? Absolutely nothing. That is what our economic system brings. That is the theft within our economic system. And we must mitigate this as best we can. It is time to nationalize the drug industry. We can use the drug manufacturers as just that. Drug manufacturers, we have always invented the drugs. We, the people, have always invented the drugs. The engineers whose minds created these drugs, they don't get compensated like the, the business people who know nothing about creating anything scientific for you. So they should deserve absolutely none of that. I have another uh, piece I want to cover here. And this has to do, everybody who has watched uh, our, watch our chat would always see our brother Eric Hayes talk about uh, Colony Ridge, Colony Ridge, Colony Ridge. Well, Colony Ridge had a hear they, they had a hearing in uh, in Austin yesterday, I think it was, or re recently, I think it was yesterday, and we have the results. It was all a lie. And Mr. Eric Hayes, there's your there's an article for you to start with. All right. But it was all a lie. What did they find after that hate group that was pushing that message about? And, and this is done in all, all counties around this country to try to scare middle-aged white people. Okay? It's done all over. So let's educate ourselves of what occurs. And here it is. Here's what they found at the hearing. Here are some things that we learned from the hearing. Crime is lower in Colony Ridge than in Travis County. Cartel and gang members live in Colony Ridge and are under federal surveillance, just like cartel and gang members live all over Texas. Law enforcement is only aware of this because of federal surveillance and has caught said cartel members breaking any laws. Liberty County is also home to a chapter of the Aryan Brotherhood. The sheriff said their biggest troublemakers legally were teenagers, which is no different than any other small town in Texas. The land developers followed all state, local, federal laws in developing the selling this land. This was at the hearing, so you can corroborate it. People who have bought land and moved into Colony Ridge have typically been lower income and credit and would not have been able to purchase a home anywhere else. Law enforcement is sat on understaffed in the area, just as law enforcement is understaffed in counties all over Texas. Every Republican uh, have claimed about uh, Colony Ridge being an illegal magnet has been a lie. Here's what one Republican says. Why are we even here doing this? Representative J. Dean asked at one point. The House members on the committee listened to all the witnesses and asked appropriate questions, and none of them seemed to understand why they were having the hearing. There is no real problem, and therefore there is no leg legislative fix. The taxpayers paid for the hearing, all based on right-wing lies. 
and fear propaganda meant to scare nice old white GOP boom- boomers over Mexicans. Earlier this week, the Texas Observer published another piece, and you should read this piece as well. If you want to be fair, you should reach a piece titled, uh, uh, let me t- type it in there. That's a piece from the Texas Monthly. Again, again, you must, Egberto, uh, <laughs> you see what Eric is doing in the chat? You have to understand that the far right don't give a damn about, no, I mean, but I, this is not for Eric. This is for the people who have read Eric's lies, okay? So what we have here is everything that these guys try to make into an issue was a lie. And they got dummies to run with the story because, again, they knew they just had to hit the racist notion in a few people and they would take off with the story. And then when the story comes under real investigations, even Republicans run and say, why did you bring this here? Hell, it was even put together. The, the, the place is even being run by Republican. So again, you have to be careful, folks. And all you right-wingers that, like, that, that, get, that get fooled all of the times, you know, remember what Johnson said about picking your pockets. Look it up. Your pocket is so easy to pick by just playing on your racism and your prejudice. Because they know who you are. They are able to make fools out of you. This big, huge story about a colony ridge was nothing but a lie. And you fell for it. You should read the article. Don't don't keep putting junk in there, Eric. Read the damn article and read all the supporting information and watch and watch the entire watch the entire thing they did in Austin. Watch the hearings. That's what you guys wanted, a hearing. Watch the hearings and you'll get some truth out of it. You were stole, you were, you were, you were, listen, you were fooled. They made a fool out of you. And I'm so sorry that in, after being made a fool of, you continue to attempt to justify that you were made a fool out of. Okay. You were made a fool out of. I'm sorry about that. Anyway, folks, please support the program. Uh, we are a program that is dependent on your support. Uh, we cannot, we could not exist without your support. So please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. Again, that is politicsdoneright.com slash support. Uh, and it gives you all the different options to support that you have to support this program. As you can see, we don't, uh, uh, we bring you additional information. We correct the mainstream media. We correct the right wingers who are snowed by people who undermine their intelligence justifiably. And that's what we attempt to do over and over again. Uh, we don't only do this program. We also have books. We also write a lot of blogs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because we know the only way this country is going to change is if and only if we get the truth out to those who are willing to hear the truth. I want to ask you so kindly, those of you who have the wherewithal, please sign up for a newsletter. It goes out, it goes out several times a week. You can get it at politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter, politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter, and become a supporter, a, a paid supporter, and it really assists in making sure we can continue to do the job. This is a 16-hour-a-day job, seven days a week, and I do need some help. Uh, to, I need to hire a few people, but I can't afford to hire anyone right now until we get our supporting base four to five times what it is right now. So I ask you so kindly to go to politicsandright.com slash support to find a, whatever way you want to support us or uh, become a paid supporter of our network our uh, through our newsletter, become a paid supporter of our newsletter by going to politicsandright.com slash newsletter. Uh, as you can see, Eric is hyperventilating because the people he chose to believe have been exposed. They've made a fool out of him and he doesn't know. I, I love the brother, but he doesn't know how to handle it. They made a complete fool out of him. Even the people at the hearing 
are asking, why the hell did you guys bring this crap here? Listen to the hearing and you'll understand. They made a fool out of him. Out of anybody, out of, out of everybody who believed that story. Anyway, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.